Chapter 1. A Typical Army Brat Boisterous, rebellious at times, quite tough and self-contained, happy in my own company and confident. In short, growing up, I was a typical army brat, determined to do my own thing. But I was also sensitive to the general direction in which I ought to be going in life, even if I was going to get there in my own way. I knew from an early age that the army was likely to be a very good option for me. My father was a career soldier and seemed to enjoy it, and my brother was serving and having a whale of a time. My father, John Downey Richards, known to all as Jim, was a big influence on me, and his career set the background for a peripatetic and happy childhood, during which my brother, two sisters, and I chopped and changed schools with his postings. A good-looking Welshman, born in Cardiff and educated at a minor public school in Eastbourne, Jim Richards was a larger-than-life individual who was great fun and who inspired affection and loyalty among the soldiers under him. He was a great sportsman. He swam for England and played cricket to a high standard. Were it not for the intervention of the Second World War, he may never have joined the army and instead reached county level. He never tired of the game and played village cricket right through his sixties. He had quite a temper, but he was unfailingly kind and patient with me, a bowling at me for hours on summer evenings after getting back from work. Before the war, he'd worked in banking, but joined up even before conscription was introduced and became a sapper, the equivalent of a private soldier. He was sent to France in 1939 as part of the British Expeditionary Force and was eventually evacuated by warship from Calais in May 1940. He only just got out, though, having been captured by the Germans at one stage. Bizarrely, he made good his escape by walking off, realising that his captors did not have enough men to stop him. He met my mother, Pamela Reeves, in 1938 in Eastbourne, where he was living before the war. Her family were well-to-do and of middle-class stock from West Kent and East Sussex, like a lot of people in Britain in those uncertain days, they got married as the war started. My mother was an attractive woman, with a strong and independent streak, and she loved the variety of army life. She was utterly devoted to our family, and we children, my older brother Nick, older sister Jan, and younger sister Sarah, knew from an early age how fortunate we were. Back in England, after his evacuation from Calais, my father was selected for a commission and joined the Royal Artillery, a decision that was to have a lasting influence on my own career. He fought at the Battle of Imphal in Burma and got malaria twice. In 1946, he was posted to Ceylon as a battery commander, where Jan was born after my mother and Nick had travelled out on a troop ship to join him. In 1949, as the army slimmed down, my father decided he wanted to remain a regular soldier and transferred to the Royal Army Pay Corps, the RAPC, known colloquially as the Royal Artillery Pension Club. It was in that role that he was posted to Egypt as part of the force guarding the Suez Canal, and that's where I came along, on the 4th of March, 1952. I spent my first year in Egypt in a little place called Fayed, south of Ismailia, and it has left me with a lasting affinity for the country and people. Whenever I go to Cairo and elsewhere in Egypt today, they still say, Welcome home. They love that, and so do I.
and it does give me an entree in that part of the world. I'm very much the tail end of that whole era. There are not many British people around these days who were born in Egypt at that time, and that connection has given me a head start in my dealings with Arab countries. When we moved back to England from Egypt, we were housed for a while in a charming vicarage in Bemerton, on the outskirts of Salisbury. But after eighteen months we moved to Devizes in Wiltshire, and altogether more dismal conditions. Our family, uh, my father and mother, and by now four children, lived in what were classed as married quarters. In reality, our home was nothing more than a wooden hut with a felt roof. I can still remember how cold it was, and having to break the ice in the glass of water by my bed by poking my finger in it on a winter's morning. It was tough living, and it made me quite ascetic, and that was good for soldiering. I went to a little private primary school just outside Devizes.